Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. Today is a very special day here at Numa. Today is our Legacy Sunday, all right? And we are in the season, all right, that we call Legacy, all right? But today, uh, in Legacy Sunday, is the day that we bring our Thanksgiving offering to God, where we bring to God what we call a Legacy Offering for everything that He's done for us. I think that 2022, I know that for some, has not been an easy year. I know that it's been difficult, and I know that, you know, prizes out there are all over right now. But I believe even in the midst of that, that God sustains his church. I think that God provides for his church. I think that God takes care of his children, even in the midst of all the craziness that is is going on out there. All right. And in this season, all right, is a time where we think about others. We think about generosity as a time where we start to, to think of how we could bless through our giving. I don't know if you've noticed on TV, but now there's a lot more commercials, all right, about St. Jude, okay, giving to this organization, giving to that organization. Why? Because it's in our atmosphere. It's in our midst. When you come to this Thanksgiving season, you start to evaluate what God has been doing in your life. And one of the things that I think is so important for the Christian to do is that we may sit down, you know, during these days and just write a list of all the blessings and the things that God has done for you in 2022. Thank him for your health. Thank him for your family. Thank him for salvation. Thank him for your church. Thank him for him using you. And I'm going to guarantee you that in a moment, that list is going to grow and continue to grow and continue to grow as we start to build gratitude in our hearts for all the things that he has done. So this morning... In a moment, we're going to bring a Thanksgiving offering to the Lord, all right? And one of the things that I'm excited about is that as as we do this, all right, it's not something that catches us by surprise. I've been speaking to the church about this. I've been telling you guys we're going to do it. And we launched a series called The Legacy two weeks ago. And if you weren't here, all right, that Sunday, I'm going to invite you to go to our YouTube channel. It's Numa Church Miami and revisit that teaching, all right? Because I think that that day, God did something powerful in our hearts as we were speaking about the importance of understanding that God is our provider. God is our father. God is the one that looks out for us. You see, most of us in this room, okay, come from a Latin background. We come from a Hispanic background. We came from other nations, from from different places. And then we come here to the U.S. and we try our best, you know, to get ahead in life. You know, and we fight as best as we can to get a little business going or get this going or getting that going. And a lot of times we think that we've done it by ourselves, but we need to understand that God is the one that has given us the ability to do what we've done. It's been his hand upon our life. Anybody out there this morning? Anybody grateful for what God has done in your life? Because I want to tell you, you have not made yourself. God has been good with you, and God has been good with me. Oh, he's been so faithful. He's been so good. So when we think about the word legacy, what is legacy? Well, I gave a definition a couple of weeks ago, and I actually mentioned it in this video. I was looking at myself in the video. I'm like, man. I don't know if I look like that Sunday morning. I look good that day, but I don't know Sunday morning. But anyways, one of the definitions for legacy that I think is important that we would understand as Christians is what, okay, will people remember when you and I are gone? What will people remember about us when we're not here anymore? Have you ever been in a funeral? And in the funeral, they start talking about the person that died I've never been in a funeral that they say bad things about the person. Every, th- every time that you're in a funeral, you try to look for the best of that person. And I've been in some hard funerals. I'm like, bro, how do I get something good from this person? You know, like, how do I speak something, you know, about this situation? Because sometimes it's, it's tough. But you know something? People are always going to say something about you when you're not here. And I want it to be, in my personal sense, I want it to be something godly. 
I wanted to be a, you know what, this guy loved God with all his heart. This guy gave his best for God. This guy tried to do this or he tried to do that. That we would leave a godly legacy here on earth. There's a beautiful verse in Psalm 112, verse 5 and 6. And look what this verse says. It says, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. So what does it say about the righteous? That the righteous are going to be what? Remembered forever. You and I are going to be remembered forever. Who is that? It says here that it's the person that are what? That are generous. They conduct their affairs with justice. And God says, those people are raising up a memorial before me. And you might think, Pastor, how does my generosity, how what do what I do with my giving, with my money, make a difference? Oh, it makes a huge difference. And actually, I want to tell you something. God is taking note of all of that. God is taking note of what you and I are doing through our giving. The Bible talks about a man named Cornelius, and this is not and the notes that we have back there, but this is something that I was thinking about right now when I was worshiping. There's a man called Cornelius in the Bible. And the Bible says that Cornelius was in prayer, and the Lord reveals himself to him and tells Cornelius, your prayers and your giving have come up before me as a memorial. And then the Lord tells him to go and send out for Peter, and Peter comes and he preaches the gospel to Cornelius, and that's when the Gentiles for the first time were baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. But God tells Cornelius, your prayers and your giving. A lot of times we just think that our prayers are the ones that go before God. Your prayers and your giving. Both of them rise up as a memorial before God. So God takes notice when we give and we make a difference through our giving. So it's not only what people remember, I want you to add this to that legacy definition if you're taking notes, is what God remembers when you're gone. What God remembers when you're gone. Hebrews 6 verse 10, it says this, it says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. What a powerful scripture. This scripture says that God will not forget the work that you've done for him. And it says here that when you do that, what you're actually doing is showing love towards him. Isn't that powerful? Why are you showing love towards God when you give, when you help, when you make a difference? Because when you do that, where you're really showing God, God, I'm so grateful for everything you've done for me. I'm so grateful for your blessings over my life. Here, I want to do this. And God just delights in that kind of thing when we do. So legacy, okay, involves living with intentionality. Legacy involves living with intentionality. How can I make a difference through my life, through my giving, through the different things that I do? So today, church... Okay, when we bring this legacy offering, okay, you guys are not doing it for me. I want to clear that up. Hope that nobody here is trying to impress the pastor. All right? If you are trying to impress the pastor, let me tell you, you came to the wrong church. All right? Because I'm not here for you to impress me. All right? That's not important. You're doing it for God. And you're doing it as an act of gratitude for him. And as you do that, you get to make a difference through your generosity here on earth. I want you to come with me real quick to 2 Corinthians. Another important thing that I want to say before we bring this offering today. All right, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7. Beautiful scripture. It says, each one of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. You should not give if it makes you unhappy or if you feel forced to give. God loves those that are happy to give. So pay attention to this verse so powerful here. 
First, it says to give what you've decided in your heart to give. That's why I've told you this two weeks ago. Because I didn't want to catch you off guard. And if you're here for the first time, like, Pastor, I didn't know you guys were going to do that. Hey, you're off the hook. <laughs> right? You're here for the first Pastor, I, I'm here, not here for the first time, but I haven't come in a while. Relax. All right? You're going to get to go home after this. All right? I'm not going to lock you in here today and say, hey, you know what? You got to give him. Now you're not going home. No. That's not going to happen. It says that each person should give what they've decided in their heart to give. I believe that there's moments where we could bring a spontaneous offering to God, and I believe in that. But an offering like today, I believe in the importance of making a decision, of prayerfully considering what we're going to do and the way that we're going to do it. So it says here, you decide in your heart, all right? And it says, don't give if it makes you unhappy. Isn't that powerful? Another, another, another uh, translation says, don't give grudgingly. <clears throat> Why do I got to do this? Why are they talking about this in church today? Why did I pick today to come to church? You know, it says, hey, if it makes you unhappy, God says, relax. All right? Don't be forced to give. Don't feel forced to give. You see, how many parents, all right, enjoy when you see things coming naturally out of your children, that they obey you because it comes out naturally. Isn't that amazing? When they get to that point that you're like, man, it's a treat, it's a joy when you tell them something and you hear, okay, daddy. Like, okay, daddy, I was ready to put up a fight. You know, I was waiting for, you know, some resistance to come along the way. Okay, daddy. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. You know, and I'm like, oh, I got an okay there, you know. And God is the same way with us. God is the same way with us. It says God loves those who are happy to give. God loves those that are happy to give. Why does he love those? Does it mean that God doesn't love me if I'm not happy to give? No, that's not what it means. What it means is that when you give, you know what you're doing? You're manifesting part of God's nature here on earth. Because let me tell you something. The greatest giver that I know, you know who that is? Daddy God. God will never ask you to do something that he has never done before. God has always gone before us. And he's going to ask you to do something according to what he has done. And you know what, church? God gave his best for us when he gave Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave who? His only begotten son. So what does God do? When he sees us give, he says, oh man, my child is acting like me. My child is thinking like me. My child is walking like me. Oh, that makes me so happy because I can see myself when he acts like that. Where are the dads at here this morning? Dads, right? Dads, when they tell you something about your son, you know, that makes you like all proud and everything. Don't you get excited about that? When they tell me something good about my kids, I'm like, that's my boy. That's my son. The other day I went to a game and they go, are, are you Jeremy's dad? It starts to become pretty cool when you're already known as the dad of that kid, you know? Are you like Jeremy's dad? And I'm like, yeah, oh man, he played so good. I'm like, that's my boy. <laughs> I remember when I was that age. You know, now if Jeremy does something wrong, I go to Gabby like, look at your son, what he just did, you know. <laughs> Not that I'm disowning him, but anyway, <laughs> look at your son. You got to take care of this situation. Daddy God, when we reflect his generous heart, what he says is like, wow, look at my son. Look at my daughter. They're walking like me. They've understood this. All right. So how is it that we do this giving here? Well, if you've been around NUMA for a while, you'll see that I'll say, hey, listen, we're going to have a Sunday that we're going to give. I want you to pray, and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit what he wants you to do, and then I want you to be obedient to whatever he wants you to do. I believe that that's the way of doing it. Why? Because I believe that the Holy Spirit speaks to his children. All right? I believe he'll put something in your heart, and if you act upon that, you're being obedient to him. 
Now, if I come up here and say, okay, guys, we need to do this, and I need everybody to get ready, and this and that, and you feel like I'm twisting your arm, you know what? A lot of times we feel manipulated to give. And God doesn't want that. God doesn't want that from any of us. Okay, the third thing before we give this offering today that I want to speak to you guys about has to do with something that we call here at NUMA our five lanes of generosity or five lanes of legacy. And what is that, Pastor? That today when you give, you could designate your giving to one of these five lanes. You want it to go towards this. You want it to get, go towards that. And I want to explain to you which are these five lanes so that you give today with understanding. You go, this is what I want it to affect. This is what I want to touch. So number one, one of those lanes has to do with what? Numa Church. Okay, that's the first lane. All right. And that has to do, very important, okay, with what God has called us to do in this place. How many of you guys like to host people in your house? Raise your hand. You guys, you like hosting people. I know Martika's like that. Martika's house, you can have people all the time over at her place. After the service, we're all invited to Pastor Milton and Marta's house. <laughs> all right. If you're a person that likes to host people over at your house, how do you want your house to be when those people are coming? Oh, you want your house to be clean, spotless, neat. You want to make sure that you have toilet paper in the bathroom. You want to make sure that you have the best soap. You want to make sure that you have towels. You want to make sure that it smells nice when people walk in there, that the best food is prepared. You guys understand what I'm saying? Well, guess what, guys? This is our house. This is our spiritual house. And today we have guests that are coming here. And how do we want our guests to feel when they walk in here? Oh, we want them to feel that they walked in to the best church in Miami. Anybody with me this morning? You want them to walk in here and the atmosphere is beautiful. The AC is good. The seats are comfortable. It looks nice. You got nice bathrooms going on. You want it to be a place that people say, man, I like going to that place. That place talks about the God that we serve. That place talks about the king that we have. So when we give to NUMA today, okay, we're not giving to a project. It's very important for you to understand. You're giving what? You're giving to the house to make sure that the house has to feel and it looks the way that it needs to look. Now, definitely there's different projects that we have. And actually, today, if you're interested in finding out, there's a list that we're going to have out there. And these are all different projects and actually the cost to get those projects done. Pastor, why are you doing this? Because I want to make sure that you know that your dollar is going to what you're assigning it to. And what's the cost of that project? Now, if I would have given this list about two years ago, the prices will be a little different than today. Because guys, let me tell you something. Everything is like up there. For example, we need to change an AC unit in the building next door. We quoted it. How much is it? $15,000 for an AC unit. You know what that is? I'm like, how about we put some fans, you know? <laughs> we do it a little different, you know? This Hurricane Ian that came, we have a tent out there in the lobby so that when people come and it's raining, you know, and Hurricane Ian came and just tore the thing from the bottom, to, you know, from the top to the bottom. It looked like the veil in the temple when I got here. It was just torn. And now it rains more inside than outside, you know? So I quoted that and I'm like, okay, how much is it to get this little, you know, thing fixed and get like a nice pergola going and nice, they tell me $27,000. I'm like, can you please repeat what you just told me? <laughs> so we've been quoting. And one of the things that I want you guys to know, when you look at these projects that are here, we've gotten at least three quotes on each of them to make sure that we're trying to get the best price. Sometimes not the cheapest. Because how many of you guys know that sometimes when you go cheap, it doesn't go well? <laughs> all right, you guys understand that. But we're trying to get prices that compete. So NUMA, all right, these are different projects that we want to go to. You could give towards that. Number two, all right, is next gen, next generation. Any youth out there this morning? Youth, young people, a couple of you guys? All right. So next gen has to do with G2G. G2G here is generation to generation. G2G kids. G2G youth, young adults, and our school, Numa Christian Academy. Let me tell you something. If there's something that I'm passionate about, it's the next generation. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. Part of my offering today, we are designating it to the next generation. Because I don't think there's a better investment that we can make right now than in the life of our children. 
with everything that is going on in this world. So what do we want to do with our children? Okay, one of the things that we want to do, we have the opportunity with our school. Right now we go to middle school. We have the opportunity the next year add ninth and 10th grade. How about that? That is amazing. Right now we have, if I'm not mistaken, we have 117 children here. Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. through 3 p.m. What does that mean, Pastor? That we have the ability to impact them for the kingdom of God on a daily basis. And next year, we have the ability to add high school to that. Now, what do we have to do? We need to make some remodeling in order for that to take place. And we have some spaces out here in a building that we have adjacent right here to this building, but we need to remodel some stuff there in order to house that ninth and that 10th grade. So that's part of what we want to designate that offering to. Also, okay, we're getting training and mentoring to work with our youth. We're bringing in youth discipleship material. Next year, guys, get ready for what's going to happen with our young people and our kids in this place. I'm so excited for that. We're bringing in a discipleship material that is literally going to take the kids, all right, at first grade and take them through fifth grade. That's G2G kids. And then G2G youth and young adults all the way, okay, from sixth grade to 21 years old. And it's going to be a material that builds one upon the other upon the other. So parents that are here, number one, I need your commitment. I need you to bring your children. On Sundays, the ones that are little, and then 13 and up, I need you to bring them on Friday nights, all right? Because this is going to take off, and it's going to be powerful. So if you want to delegate, okay, part of your offering towards that, also to provide scholarships. We have families that want to bring their kids to our school, and sometimes they're strapped. They can't do it. So we want to have, and every year, okay, I want you to know, church, that we give scholarships to people, and we sort of budget it in to the yearly budget, but we want to be able to be even more gracious and have more space with that, all right? So that's number two. Number three, local missions. This is the third lane of legacy, okay, our local missions. And what do we want to do through local missions? There's a lot of work to do here in Miami. But what we're focusing on, especially in this season, okay, this Thanksgiving season, we want to bless some families that are from our church and some families from the community, all right, we want to provide for them meals for Thanksgiving. We want to do grocery shopping for them. We want to take them some things that they need right now. Pastor, we have people like that in our church? Yes. We have people right now in our church that are going through very difficult economic situations. All right, and through your giving today, you can make a difference in this Thanksgiving season in the life of one of those family or somebody from our community. So that's one. Another portion of the offering that is designated here, okay, there's a small community in Homestead that we've adopted this community years ago. It's of migrant workers. We actually started a small group there many years ago with Pastor Milton and Martha. We want to go to this migrant community, okay, and we want to have $150, $200, you know, $300 in hand and give to some of those families and some of those parents that are working from the moment that the sun gets up to the moment that the sun gets down. And you see them in fields trying to make money. And a lot of times you go in the afternoon to that place and the children are by themselves because the parents are working. And you know what we want to do? We want to bless some of those families. We want to bless them financially. In a couple of weeks, we're going to start doing a toy drive here, all right? And what we're going to do is that we're going to go in Christmas. And, uh, and, and that date, if I'm not mistaken, is December 17th. And if you're interested, when we go give, you know, those Christmas give to those families and those children, you're more than welcome to come with us as part of our missions, all right? You can sign up for that uh, out there. And eventually, where do you want to go with this, Pastor? Eventually, I want to have a warehouse, what do you want a warehouse for, Pastor? I want to have a warehouse where we have furniture, where we have refrigerators with food, where we have clothes that families that are migrating, that are coming, or families that are just going through a difficult circumstance. Because you know what? Here we have furniture for you, man. There's a family in our church that is here because when they came from their country, my wife and I, we were moving and we were doing some things and we were changing some furniture and they brought those people to help us with what we were doing. And we're like, hey, you need a bedroom? I'm like, yeah, we don't have any. You need a dining room? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, you need a, we gave them everything. Okay, that day we went to their house and they had an empty house and by the time they went to sleep, 
They had a bedroom, a dining room, a sofa. And I was like, that that I did personally, I would love to do as a church. That we would have a place that, you know what, let's just go here. Pick whatever you need. And by the way, not broken down things, you know. Not that seat that it used to be your grandfather's and then it was your dad's. And then it became yours that has a big hole on it and a stain. Not that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give away good things that represent who our God is. So that's our local mission. National, okay, national missions. Right now we're focusing, and it consists of these campuses that we're starting out in Orlando and in Tampa. Actually, tonight at 6.30, okay, we will be having meetings in Tampa, all right? And I'm sorry, in Orlando, in Orlando. We have an extension of our family that meets over there today. And I have Pastor Sonia, uh, Pastor Fernando's wife. She's going to be leading the service today. And God is doing wonderful things there. And you know what? That also is where we have our focus right now through our national missions, Tampa and Orlando. And uh, last but not least, our international missions. This is our fifth lane of legacy or our fifth lane of generosity. And how do we do this? Well, we partner up with different organizations that... I trust completely that I know one of the ways that for me, in order to give, I need to be in relationship with those people. Because a lot of times you send your dollars somewhere. No, I said, I sent my dollars to China. And do you know what they did with those dollars? Because one time I heard a story about a man that was trying to build an orphanage in Dominican Republic. And he had sent so much money to that place. And when he went, the orphanage didn't exist. The people had taken the money because he had no relationship with the people that he was working with. So all these people that I'm going to talk to you about now, right now, are people that we know, okay? And like they say, the proof is in the pudding. I can see what they're doing. One of them is one of my pastors, Pastor Kirk, okay? He leads an organization called Hope Partners International. And what they're doing is that they're rescuing children and women that are being trafficked and being sold like if they were cattle. Okay, and they're rescuing them. They take them to these beautiful hope centers. They feed them three times a day. They house them. They give them education. It's so beautiful. And right now they're working in these different countries, Venezuela, Costa Rica, India, Kenya, Romania, Sri Lanka, and doing relief work in Ukraine. All right, so you could designate and say, you know what? I want to give today through NUMA to bless this ministry. And we'll go ahead and do it. Another one, Surge Project. And Surge is led by another one of my pastors, Pastor Larry Stockstill. And what they do is that they plant churches all over the world. And I want you to know, church, that through your generosity, we've been planting a church a month through the Surge Project. So, and what we have of this year, okay, we're in the 11th month. Numa, you guys have planted 11 churches in places like Nicaragua, places like Venezuela, places like Sri Lanka, places like India, through your generosity, all right? And we want to continue doing that as well. Then there's other missions that we're involved in. Mission Roca Blanca in a place in Mexico called Puerto Escondido. Actually, Pastor Espy, that's where she lives right now and where she is working. And uh, what they do is that they do schooling for children, okay, and ministry training for all these different tribes that live around that area. I went to visit that place in 2019. And one of the things that impacted me so much is that the pastor was telling me, you know that around where our mission base is, we have like, I think he told me like 35 different dialects of different tribes that live in all those mountains. So they go, they bring people, they train them in the gospel, they share with them Christ, they have them there for three or four years, and then they send them back into those communities where they come from, and they start churches, they start leading worship, they start evangelizing, it's an amazing thing. So part of our giving goes to that. And the last one that we work in international missions is Voice of Judah International, led by a good friend of mine, Pastor Israel Postar, in Ashdod, Israel. And what do they do, Pastor? Well, what we do through them is help Holocaust survivors. And a few years ago, it was 2018, my wife and I were there having a breakfast with about 
40 people that had survived the Holocaust. They were in their high 80s, early 90s, hearing their stories. I mean, you want to hear a crazy story? You talk to somebody that went through the Holocaust and was in a concentration camp. And we get to help feed them. A lot of them are poor. A lot of them, they're like misplaced. So we, we would give them quilts when the winter would come. We would give them food, all right, through, through them. And also, we're helping Jews return back to the promised land. It's called Aliyah. They're making Aliyah, returning to the land of promise. And you want to read that in the scripture? Is in Isaiah, is in Jeremiah, is in Ezekiel, that God promised, hey, I'm going to send you to the lands of the earth, but I promise that I'm going to bring you back to your homeland. And that's what's happening. And we're involved in making that happen. All right, so that goes through our international missions. Pastor, why are you telling me all this? I just want to give my offering and get done with it. Because I want you to give. And I want you, when you give, that you understand that you are touching so many places and making such a difference. I want you to understand that whether you give a huge amount, or you know what? You're like that lady in the Bible that just had two little copper coins. And Jesus said she gave everything she had. I want you to understand that you're part, that's something that is bigger than you. You see, this morning I came ready with my wife with our offering. And as I was there in the prayer room back there, I was thinking, man, I don't know if this offering by itself would make much of a difference. But you know what my joy was? that understanding that if I was going to partner together with all of you and all of it together, oh, it would make such a huge difference. Because what I'm talking about is that together we come to make a difference today through this legacy offering for the Lord. So today, if you have any questions with any of these five lanes that I've talked about, you have any questions, all right, about these offerings and stuff like that, actually, we have a team here at NUMA called the Legacy Team, okay? And the Legacy Team, all right, is part of our dream team. These are people, okay, that are giving above their tithes and their offering. These are people, okay, that have done their growth track and they've identified that they have the gift of generosity. You know that that's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit? The gift of what? The gift of generosity, all right? And by the way, you're here today and you're like, man, I would like to be part of that team. Or, you know, I want to know if I have the gift of generosity. This is my growth track moment. Today we have step two of the growth track. And in step two is the perfect place because we do the assessment of your spiritual gifts. Why is that important? Because there's no way I'm going to put you in a legacy team if you don't have the gift of generosity because you're going to feel like you're at the dentist 24-7 and they're pulling your teeth. Why? Because that's not your gift. And that's fine. If you have a gift of prophesying or the gift of speaking in tongues or the gift of leadership, do your gift and do it well and walk in that. Now, if you feel that you have the gift of generosity, go to step two today. Go to step two of the growth track. Find out. And if that's you, you're like, hey, I think I have this. I, I want to be part of that. And then you go and talk to part of our legacy leaders that we have up there. If you're part of the legacy team, you guys have been meeting with me in those legacy meetings. Can you please stand up real quick? All the ones that are part of that legacy team. Okay, Milton, you're part of that. And my good old friends... John and Natalia, I love you guys, and Marlene back there. All these guys that are up here, can we put our hands together for them? They are part of that legacy team, and they're going to be out there. Thank you, guys. They're going to be out there, and whatever question that you have, you know, uh, they're going to try to answer the best that they can. All right? So we're going to jump into this here. But I want to share with you first some of the numbers of what has happened in 2022 through your generosity, through these five lanes. Pastor, but we haven't picked up the offering yet. What do you mean that through our generosity and through these five lanes? Oh, because we've had this in place and we've been giving even before we organized it in the way that we're organizing it now. 
So in this year, 2022, Numa, this is you guys. All right, this is not PC by himself. No, this is us as a spiritual family. All right, if we could go uh, with a slide that speaks about that. In international missions, all right, in 2022, so far, we've given $21,700 towards those ministry. National missions, we've given $25,300. Local missions, we've given $9,000. Next gen, We've given 10585 And Numa Church projects and things we've been doing in here, $45,000. So in 2022, okay, Numa, through these five lanes, we've given a total amount of $111,585. Can we praise Jesus for this today? Because that's the difference that we are all making. You guys are a generous church, Numa. And one of the things that I've prayed for, and I've asked the Lord, Lord, I want us to be one of the most generous churches in this nation. I want to tell you, I think we might be the most generous church in our city, and I want to continue walking like that. That's a badge that I want to have. Why? Because we're known for what? For giving. We're known for making a difference. We're known for sharing what God has given us. And here's a few more numbers that I want to share with you today. And this has to do with our vision here at NUMA. Our vision is broken down into four phrases. Love God, be free, live on purpose, make a difference. Love God, be free, live on purpose, make a difference. But pastor, what has happened with our vision this year and what have we accomplished? Well, the numbers that I'm going to share with you now, okay, has to do with how our vision has taken place in 2022. And what we have of the year so far, okay, reported visits, we have 241 people that have filled a connect card that have come and visited NUMA at least once this year. Visitors that have walked in through that door. Now get ready to celebrate, all right? Out of those four, uh, 241 people, 120 people have decided to follow Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Can we put our hands together for that? That's 120 people that are going to be in heaven one day. Because of what we're doing here, and we do this together. 30 people in 2022 have gotten baptized in three different baptisms that we've had. Okay, 92 people have completed the growth track in 2022. So the announcements are working, all right? And we have 64 new people that have joined the dream team in 2022. Can we put our hands together for that? That's 64 people that have discovered, okay, what God has wired them to do and are making a difference through the dream team. This is so exciting to be a part of all this. And church, once again, I tell you, we do this together. We do this together. We're making a difference for Jesus together as a spiritual family. So in this moment, what we're going to do is that we're going to bring that offering to the Lord. I want to ask our team of ushers, we're going to put some baskets here in the front. We're going to do it a little bit different than we usually do, that we go to the back and everything. You guys could bring that up and we're going to put it here. And the way that we're going to do this today is that if you came ready, then you're ready, you know? Now, if you didn't, there's envelopes that you're going to find in the seat in front of you. And you could put whatever amount that you want to give. But one of the things that I want to encourage you guys to do is that on the outside of the envelope, you would write towards NUMA, towards Next Gen towards local missions, national missions, or international. I want you to designate it, all right? If you're doing it with an envelope, you have a check, you put your check in there, you designate it, you come and you put it here, because like I said, we want to put it where it needs to go. If you're giving through your text giving, all right, the number for that is 45777, and you're going to write the word NUMA, 
the amount that you want to give, and then after you put that amount, write the word legacy so that it can be channeled correctly. So you're going to write NUMA, the amount, and the word legacy. And that's the way that you're going to go ahead and do that. And if you're watching online or you want to do it through our webpage, all right, once you go to our homepage, numachurchmiami.org, there's a little button on the top, and you click on that button, it says give. All right, you click on that button, it's going to take you, all right, to the page of giving, and there's a scroll down that you're going to see right there. And in that scroll down, you're going to write legacy, and then you put the amount that you want to give, and that's the way that we're going to do it. So we're going to continue our service. We're going to sing a worship song. And as we sing this worship song, okay, the altar is open. You can come, put your offering, and then you're going to go back to your seat because I want to close with a verse that I want to read over you guys today. All right? Let me pray. And then we're going to go into the worship song. Father, I thank you for what you're doing today. I thank you so much that you're a good God. And you give us the opportunity today, Lord, to make a difference through our giving. Father, this is a thanksgiving offering that we're bringing. This is a legacy offering that we're bringing today. And Father, as we bring this offering to you today, let it rise up as a memorial before you. And Father, that you would take account, Father, of what we're doing. And we're doing it, Lord, out of gratitude. We're doing it, Lord, with a grateful heart. We're not doing it, Lord God, out of obligation. We're not doing it because we're forced to do it. We do it, Lord God, grateful. So Father, this offering that we give today, I pray that it would make a difference in the life of many people that are here and even those to come that will be blessed through it. That's why we call it a legacy offering. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okay, guys, you guys could come forward. I'm going to step here to the side, and then we're going to continue with the message. Let's go worship team. My words fall short. I got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs as I often do, but every song must end. And you never do So I'll throw up my hands And praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah Hallelujah And I know it's not much But I have nothing for a king, all for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. I've got one response. Let's stand to our feet, church, as we worship. I've got just one with my arms stretched wide I will worship you So I throw my hands To praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah Hallelujah And I know it's not but I have nothing else before a king Except for a heart singing Hallelujah Hallelujah 
come on my soul Oh don't you get shy on me Lift up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord So come on my soul Oh don't you get shy on me Lift up your song You've got a lion inside of those arms. Get up and praise the Lord. So come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those arms. Get up and praise the Lord. worship you this morning we thank you for what you're doing Lord father we bring this today Lord and as we bring it my God I pray that you could see our heart behind what we're doing father at the end what you're looking for Lord is hearts that are surrendered to you and hearts that would tell you that it is through you my God that we get to give the way that we're giving today I want to close this meeting by reading a scripture to you guys. And this scripture that I'm going to read to you is about a legacy moment where many historians believe that it could have been the greatest act of generosity ever done here on earth. And it was in the moment where King David called the whole nation of Israel they were going to bring an offering to construct the temple for God and once they bring that offering in people gave David gives these words and I want these words to resound in your heart today and it's in first chronicles 21 verse 10 and we're going to read through 18 and then we're going to pray and we're going to go from there it says then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly And he said, O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O God, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord. And this is your kingdom. What he's saying, Lord, everything that we have comes from you. And these are your people, God. That's what he's saying. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor comes from you alone. For you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand. And at your discretion, people are made great and given strength. Oh Lord God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have comes from you and we give you only what you first gave us. So you see his gratitude. You see the way that he's saying, Lord, thank you for even giving the opportunity to do this. And then he closes out by saying, we are here only for a moment. Visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. In other words, our time here is what? Is quick. Oh Lord our God, even this material that we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all these things with good motives and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. O Lord, God of our ancestor Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make your people always want to obey you and see to it that their love for you never 
changes. What a powerful scripture. And that is my prayer over you guys today, that we would always obey whatever he asks us to do and that his love for us and our love for him would never change. I want you to close your eyes right there where you're at for a second. As we do this today, I know that there's people here that might have come for the first time or you're connected online for the first time. Somebody told you, hey, you got to watch this service and go where you came. And today you're hearing about legacy or lives and understanding that our lives are just here but for a moment. And one day, the Bible says that all of us are going to stand in front of God and we're going to give an account for our lives. Now, the important thing is to understand the following, that when you stand in front of God and you're going to have that to give that account for your life, there's a decision that you can make today that will make all the difference in the world. And what is that decision, Pastor? That decision has to do with his son, Jesus. The Bible says that God sent Jesus on a rescue mission. God sent Jesus to live the perfect life that you and I couldn't live, to die on a cross, to pay for your sins and my sin, and to give us the gift of eternal life when he resurrected from that tomb. And if you're here this morning or watching online, and you've never made Jesus your Lord, I want to give you that opportunity right now. I want to give you the opportunity to follow Jesus all the days of your life. And you're like, Pastor, what do I have to do? Well, it starts with a prayer, a prayer that I can lead you to make right now. And as you make that prayer, what you're doing is that you're inviting him into your heart, you're asking for forgiveness, and you're confessing before God and before men that he is Lord, and you're putting your trust in him. So if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I want to make that decision. I want to lead you in a prayer. And I want to ask you to there, bow your heads, close your eyes, and church, I want us to all repeat together so we could help those people that are making that decision today. You're going to repeat with me, Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for living a perfect life and dying for me on the cross to pay for my sins. Today, I invite you into my life and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I declare from this moment on I am a son or daughter of God, filled with your Holy Spirit, and ready to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. And we all say, amen and amen. Can we put our hands together for the Lord this morning, church? Come on, give him a shout of praise, church. Woo! Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.